you're listening to Boss Up, the podcast for purpose-driven entrepreneurs, creatives, and side hustlers. I'm your host, Jessica Alexander. I'm the founder and CEO of Operation Evolve, an author, speaker, coach, and the creator of Boss Babes Brunch Tour. It's my personal mission to help you gain clarity, discover your passions, and walk in your purpose. Now let's get started with today's episode. Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Boss Up Podcast. It's quarter four. Today is the first day of the last quarter of 2021, and I'm feeling pretty excited and extremely optimistic about what is in store for me and for you. And before we go into today's episode, the question that I have for you is, are you ready to boss up? Like for real, are you? Because I have renamed the month of October, Boss-tober, and for the next five episodes, we'll be heavily focusing on tips, tools, and strategies that you're going to be able to implement into your business to make sure that you reach all of your 2021 goals and properly set yourself up for success as we go into 2022. But before we dig into everything, how many of you all are football fans out there? My hand is up. I'm a huge college football fan. Even though I moved to Chicago, this is like my first time being in a city where there are professional sports. But being from Alabama, college football is the thing because we don't have any professional teams anywhere. And I went to Auburn University, War Eagle, and our biggest rival is the University of Alabama. I'll get into a little bit more of that later on. But I want to draw a parallel from football to business because there are so many similarities between the two. First and foremost, football, just like business, is divided into four quarters. They all have the same amount of time and they're all just as important to make sure that you put your efforts in to walk away with a win. And being an Auburn fan can be difficult sometimes because unlike the winning University of Alabama, who is consistently being pushed on a national platform, consistently talked about, and they've had a great coach over the years. I'm not here to hate. You know, we've had our ebbs and flows over the years with coaching change outs. You know, we had a really great year in 2010 where we walked away at the national championship. But a couple of years before that was 2008, where we didn't even make it to a bowl game. So just like how it is being an Auburn football fan, going with the ebbs and flows is really similar to being an entrepreneur because every single year is not a winning season for us. But there are a few things that you can look at to make sure that you prepare yourself and prepare your team for a successful game, a successful season. And I want to share a little bit about little bit of that with you all today because I need you to play until the very end. Now, you already know it wouldn't be a podcast episode if I didn't turn play into an acronym. So that's what we're doing today. And I'm going to dive into four things that you need to include if you are really trying to finish strong this quarter and have the best start to 2022. So grab a pen, grab some paper, and let's get to work. (laughs) 
All right, it's your girl Jessica here, and I'm so excited for today's episode because it's all about how to play and plan for success as you are going through the rest of this quarter and going into 2022. I know a lot of you are looking at the results that you've had so far this year, and some of you are really excited, and some of you are just like, you know what, I could have done better. I took a couple of hits. Maybe I wish I'd done a couple things differently. Let's not, let's not dwell in the past, but let's set up a plan so that we can walk into the rest of this quarter successfully and then we can go into 2022 with some some action steps that are going to help us have a successful year. And the thing is, is no matter where you are right now, if you're willing to play, you can still finish out 2021 with a W. All right. So let's get into it. The first thing, the first part of this acronym is your player, your star player to be exact. Now I talk about 2010 a lot, but if you're not familiar with Auburn or college sports, 2010 was the year of Cam Newton. And he went to Auburn and when he was on that field, you could always count on him. You knew that he was gonna be able to run the ball. You knew that he could throw the ball. You knew that he was going to make it happen. And we didn't lose a single game that season but we knew we could count on Cam. Now, the question I have for you as an entrepreneur is, what is the player on your team of products or services that you can count on? Now, a few episodes back, I had the Riches Are in the Niches episode. If you want to check that out, um, I'll make sure I link it in the show notes, but you can just scroll down a few episodes also. But what is your niche product? And by that, I really want you to want to ask you is what is that star product that you know generates revenue, that you know is a winner, that you know that if you sell X amount of these, that you're set for the quarter, that you're set for the week. You know that you just need a few sales of these things and you're good to go. Those are the things you need to focus on. And as I shared in that episode, I'll share again right now is that A lot of times when we are first starting out, we are really trying to do the most. We want to start a makeup line. So we start with lipstick, powder, eyelashes, mascara. Then we start adding extra things because people are like, oh, you don't have any jewelry? Oh, fine. I'll add jewelry. I'll add hair extensions. I'll add all these things. And you have all of this inventory. None of it's being moved. And no one's buying anything. And you really are just sitting here just stuck because you're wondering why no one's buying your product or service. You're not really differentiating yourself and is making it more difficult for you to hit your revenue goals. But it's going to be a lot easier when you're able to say, this is my star player. And I did the same thing. I remember when I first started out, I was like, okay, let me host webinars. Let me create a course. Um, Let me do a coaching program. And then on top of that, my pricing was all over the place. Well, we can dig into that a little bit more. But what I didn't realize is that I didn't have one thing that I could focus on. Now, as you grow in business, there's nothing wrong with adding on additional services or product lines. But what I have found to be the most effective way to grow my business, to identify my audience, to market to them, to get feedback is to have a specific product and a specific audience to cater it to instead of trying to serve everyone. I've said this in several episodes. If you're trying to sell to everyone, you're selling to no one. So figure out what your star player is and be okay with that. 
And you really have to be okay with like a lot uh, nowadays when it comes to sports, you'll see where everyone gets a trophy, everyone gets an opportunity to play, especially in some of the youth sports. Back in my day, you know, if you were kind of a dud, you weren't really getting too much playing time. And that's how it is as you continue to rise through the ranks um, of entrepreneurship, you'll find that some of the products and services that you have right now aren't really doing what needs to be done. And they need to sit on the bench or get kicked off the team. So you need to figure out what are your star players in your business and you need to make sure that you have them priced properly and then you can market them properly to the audience who desires to purchase that type of product or service from you. So like I said, the first thing you need to do if you're ready to play is identify your star player. What is that product? What is that service that one is generating revenue that is desired by your target audience and is giving you the results you need so that you can push the business forward. You want to be focused. You don't want to be all over the place. So identify a star player that you can focus on. And that's really going to help you as you're going into quarter four and beyond. The next thing is that you need to focus on developing your own personal leadership, your leadership as a CEO, your leadership as an entrepreneur, um, your leadership as a someone who hires staff. You need to focus on being a strong leader and modeling what you want to see in your business. And this sometimes takes a lot of self-reflection because how many of you have ever worked at a job and you had a manager who told you to do one thing, but you saw them doing something completely differently? They told you to be off of your phone, but you see them walking around texting all the time. You told them to show up on, they told you to show up on time, but when it's your time to show up and you're ready, you're just standing outside while the door's locked and they haven't even shown up to open up the store. They tell you to send in your reports on time, but they're often late with everything. So when you see poor leadership, it doesn't really incentivize you to follow their example. You follow the example that they provide. And I know a lot of you are solopreneurs. I'm a, you know, I'm a solopreneur. I have an internship, an intern every now and then, and I'll be hiring on a couple of staff members leading towards the end of the year. But it's really important that right now, especially if you're by yourself, that you start developing the habits of a leader. Because at the end of the day, if you're wanting to grow your business, you're not going to do it by yourself. You'll need a team member. You'll need an assistant. You'll need people to help you grow the business because you're not going to be able to do everything. But if you have poor leadership skills, if you're setting a poor example for yourself, if you're not disciplined, then how are you going to make sure that someone who is working under you does the same thing? You know, there's something I always say when it comes to business, especially when you are bringing other people on, whether they be contractors whether they be clients, whether they be interns, is that, you know, everyone isn't sis, everyone isn't the homie, and you have to learn how to show up as the leader that your business needs. And even as a solopreneur right now, or if you have a small team, you need to focus on being your very best, being as consistent as you can possibly be. If you know that there's a standard that you're going to want in the future, you need to start doing it today. If you know that you desire to have a work week where people start at eight o'clock and reports need to be in by five, you need to start doing that for yourself. 
If you know that you expect your employees to work the hours that they are being paid for, even if they're working remotely and you trust that they're going to be um, doing what they need to do, you need to make sure that you're modeling that for yourself, because that's not only going to give you a reflection of what it actually takes to do the task that you're requiring, but it helps you understand what the person that you're going to be bringing on board will really be doing on a day to day basis. You'll be able to train them better. And when you show up as your best self, it gives your team confidence. If you're unprepared, if you're late, when you get on calls, you're all frazzled, your hair's a mess, you don't have your notes, you're laughing at things, you're talking about stuff that's irrelevant to the business, it's going to reflect on your staff. You know, just a quick story. I remember when I was in college, I worked at Olive Garden, and I remember the first manager that worked there. Like, you know, you show up, you're like, it's just a restaurant. It doesn't matter. But the standard that he set, it made everyone want to show up as their best. And we knew that when he was there, when he was checking on things, you weren't going to be able to half step. And you understand, like, at this point, when you start bringing people on, you're paying the money from your business to help you grow your business. So if they're not doing what they need to do that's going to negatively affect the business. So it really starts with you. So I'm going to encourage you, if you are a solopreneur, if you have a small team right now, to really start investing in your own leadership style. Start investing in how to develop yourself as a better leader, whether it means reading a book, listening to podcasts, asking questions, hiring a coach, whatever you need to do. You need to start investing in your own leadership in every aspect of your business, because when you start bringing people in, things do change. And if you are not showing up as the leader of your brand and you really need to start looking at yourself like that, it can affect how they show up. If they see you're frat, like I said, if you're frazzled and all over the place and how are they going to follow that? So if you're wanting to end this year strong, you have to step your leadership skills up. That means taking away a few things. That means maybe um, disconnecting your, um, you know, putting blockers on your app, turning your television off, not binging on Netflix, but really identifying how am I, how do I want to show up to my team? Even if I don't have one right now, how am I showing up? Am I confident enough? Am I organized enough? Am I giving them clear directions? Am I being patient with them? Have I trained them properly? Do they have what they need? Or am I just winging it? And especially if you don't have a team, now's the right time to figure out what type of process you want to have when it comes to leading your team. Now, I was sharing with the client the other day is like, you may not have a big staff right now, but what do you want it to look like in a year when you have a couple of staff members? How can you make this process easy for both of you? Because you want your team to respect you. You know, I didn't really understand this until I started bringing team members on because we focus so much on being liked that we forget to lead. That's a word for somebody. So stop trying to focus on being liked and make sure you're learning how to lead. Develop your leadership skills because they're going to be really important as you grow the business. Today's episode of the Boss Up Podcast is being brought to you by Boss Up Pursue Your Purpose with Confidence. 
This book is the perfect and practical tool for the person who knows their purpose but needs a plan of action. This is definitely the book that I wish someone had given me back when I was a car salesperson trying to figure it all out. I have every single thing outlined for you chapter by chapter with action steps at the end of each chapter that you can use. You can find this book on Amazon or at operationevolve.com. All right, so who's ready for the next letter? It's A. And what I need you to do, apply pressure. I need y'all to apply that pressure. As you're getting towards the end of the game in football, you can look at the score and you could be winning and start slacking off. And that team, that that competitor, they can start getting some getting some points on the board. And then all of a sudden, where you were winning and dominating the game, you decided to let off the gas. And now you are threatened with an L. How many knows the same thing applies in business? Okay. See, the thing is, is that you have to consistently be doing what you need to do if you want to get consistent results, which means you have to consistently be applying pressure to your goals. And just because you're close to the end of the game doesn't mean that you quit, whether you're winning or losing. Because a lot of times you can look and see, man, I'm losing. This is trash. I just might as well quit, right? No, because there have been so many teams that have said, you know what? We're not giving up. We're not going to quit. And they have come back and beat people that they were supposed to lose to. So you might look at everything right now. You might be saying to yourself, well, it's not it's not working the way I want it to. We'll try again next year. No, keep applying pressure to those goals because, you know, when you keep going and when you, I, I, this is an analogy that I like to say. If you sow seeds every single day, when harvest times comes, you're going to consistently start reaping a harvest. But if you sow a seed once and that's it, you're like, okay. I made a phone call. What if that seed doesn't get any roots? What if it never sprouts? What if your tree never grows? But if you plant seeds every single day, the likelihood of those seeds doing what seeds do is going to be increased. So if I'm doing something every single day, the likelihood of me getting my desired results increase. I use workout analogies all the time because it's the really the easiest thing to say. Like if I go running every single day, my endurance is going to get better. The weight's going to come off and I'm going to get better. Like everything's going to get better. But if I'm inconsistent, if I'm gas on, gas off, if I am not applying pressure, if I'm getting too comfortable, if I'm not following up, if I'm not sending emails, if I'm not making calls, if I'm not prospecting, if I'm not selling to new clients on a regular basis, how can I expect for myself to sell anything? Hmm? You can't. So if you're not consistently doing what needs to be done, how can you expect results? Because a lot of you all get mad at results that you didn't get from work that you never did. And it's really crazy to see because you can't get mad. Like I have an event coming up on the 17th 
if I don't market, if I don't reach out to people, if I don't tell people that tickets are for sale, if I don't call people who've been to the event in the past, if I don't let people know that it's happening and that they should be there and they should, you know, I, if I don't do what I need to do and I'll show up to my brunch on October 17th and there are two people in the building, the only person that I should be upset with is Jessica C. Alexander. Not, oh, well, don't nobody support me? Don't nobody care about me? No, I didn't apply pressure. I didn't market my event. I didn't reach out to people. I didn't identify a target audience. I didn't I didn't purchase any ads. I just thought that by osmosis, people were going to figure out about Boss Babe's Brunch Tour and just show up. Doesn't that sound crazy? Sounds just as crazy as me thinking that, me hoping that I lose weight. I'm going to wake up tomorrow with abs. I won't. So if you're not willing to apply pressure to your goals, then expect for them not to be met. Expect for you to be in the same position. Expect for you to get minimal results because of the minimal effort that you put in. But I'm telling you, when you apply pressure, and the thing is, a pressure doesn't mean that you have to call 500 people a day. It really just means that I'm choosing to be consistent. So if I apply pressure and I say, I'm going to post to social media every single day so they can know that I'm here. I'm going to reach out to X amount of potential clients per day so they can know I'm here. I'm going to spend X amount of dollars in daily ads so that people can know that I'm here. But guess what's not going to happen is, well, hopefully they share it. Well, I mean, they, I mean, I hope they see it. That's not going to work for you or for me. We have to apply pressure, one, because you're not the only person doing what you do. Number two, who has time to wait? Like, you see the people who are growing their businesses exponentially. It's not happening because they're just falling back. And a lot of times when you see people who have large audiences, it's really easy to say, well, of course they had a six-figure month. Of course they had a five-figure launch. You know, they have all these people, but how did they get all those people? More than likely, they applied pressure in some way, whether it was organic or whether it was paid. They made sure that their presence was known to their target audience so they could get the growth they desired to get the results that they wanted. While sometimes, you know, you have people who you got to pull their arm just to pay for a $20 book that will help them get what they need to move forward. So you have to apply pressure in your in all aspects of your business so that you can get your desired results. Because I promise you, someone who is in your industry is applying pressure. And I bet you they're getting more sales. They're getting more clientele. They're getting more brand awareness. And you're sitting back just hoping things happen. And they passing you by. And I don't want to sound rude. And I don't want to sound harsh today. But we are in the fourth quarter. And if I was a coach and we were in the locker room and we were looking at your stats and your stats are down, this is how you need, this is how somebody got to talk to you. Another coach might be cussing you out, but not me. But I really just want to be really firm with you all on the fact that you have to apply some pressure to the goals that you have. They're not just going to happen. doesn't matter how much, you know, this is my purpose. Okay, great. Congratulations. But you need some action along with that purpose. You need some action along with those goals if you want them met. If you don't have any action, you're not going to see no results. 
So apply some pressure so you can get what you need so your business can do what it needs to do. You heard me? And the last and most important thing is that you need to get in touch with your brand story. I was watching a clip from Kevin O'Leary, and if you don't watch Shark Tank, um, he is one of the sharks. And he was talking, he was doing an interview, I believe, with CNBC, and he was talking about, you know, what careers he would have suggested someone to go into, you know, maybe pre-pandemic. And he was talking about, you know, engineering IT. And he was saying that if he was to speak with someone who was, um, or speak with a company about what's going to be important, he would say that moving forward, it would be storytelling and how to present that story to an audience and how important it is. And that's something that has been a message for the past couple of years that I've seen a lot of people in the industry discuss is the power of sharing your story. And this is going to help you connect with your audience. And whether you recognize it or not, um, in today's time, a lot of people really want to know everything about you. They need to know the story behind the brand. What's, what's it doing? How did it get here? You know, that emotional connection to what it is that you're doing can be the make or break as to why someone decides to go with your product or service. Not every time, you know, but it does definitely help when you are looking to raise money. You know, if you're entering pitch competitions, if you are meeting with investors, you know, having a lock on what your story is, is really important. I remember last year when I won my first pitch competition and um, a couple of slides in my pitch deck was talking about the impact of Boss Babes Brunch Tour that had not only on me, but the women who attended the event. And just a small part of the story is that in 2018, I jumped in a car and drove across the country to host brunch in 24 cities by myself and empowered over a thousand women. Now, you know, of course my stories, when I'm sharing the story is a little different, but you know, that's a part of the story. And that's something that people want to know, you know, when I'm working with clients who have event-based businesses or desire to host events, and I'm someone who is not only hosted, but curated and marketed and sold tickets to and vendors and speakers and all these other things to over 40 events over the course of five years, then it ups my credibility and it lets the the it lets my audience be confident that I'm someone that they can go to for that type of service. So again, your storytelling, it is not the end all be all for your brand, but it's going to help and you really need to get clear about what your brand story is and how you want to share it. How can you improve? Um, incorporate your story into your social media feed, into your website, into speaking engagements and podcast interviews so that you can increase your brand awareness and brand loyalty. So I want you all to play with these tips that I gave you all today and help you really improve your process for quarter four and set yourself up for success going into 2022. So I'm going to go over the one last time. If you're ready to play, you need to figure out who your star player is. So what is that product or service that is your winner? The second thing is focus on developing your leadership skills. You will need them as you develop a team, as you grow your brand, as you look for sponsors, as you look for investors, as you enter pitch competitions, your leadership and how you lead your business and your team is key. The third thing is apply pressure. Just because the game is almost over doesn't mean that we put our foot off the gas. 
we keep going until the very end. Until the very end. Till there's nothing but zeros left on the clock. That's how hard we're going. Until the very end. Apply pressure. And lastly, get in touch with your brand story and start sharing it with other people. Start letting people know where you came from and why you do what you do and the passion behind your brand and your business. It will make a difference. It'll bring people to you and it'll increase that brand awareness and brand loyalty. So that's what I have, y'all. That's the first of five episodes of the Boss Tober series. If you love this episode, make sure you make make sure you subscribe, make sure you share it, and make sure you leave a review for me. Share it with a friend for sure. And you can also screenshot and share it with one of your best takeaways from today's episode. And if you have any questions, follow me on Instagram at Jessica C. Alexander. Slide into my DMs and I will be responding to you shortly. But thank you all so much for tuning in. Hope you have a wonderful Boss-tober and I will see you again next week. Thanks for tuning in. If you found today's podcast episode helpful, be sure to subscribe, rate, and share with your tribe. Also, check out coaching programs and upcoming events from our website, operationevolve.com. The link is in the show notes. We'll see you next week.